Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, Team Building Podcast Nation? This is Jeff Cohn bringing you another episode of the Team Building Podcast where we interview top team leaders and broker owners from across the country. We have an awesome guest today. He attended one of our recent team building and investment workshops in Omaha. Steve Satterley runs one of the top teams in Boise. He's at Keller Williams, has been having a ton of success expanding his business in Keller Williams, and we have an awesome topic today where we're going to discuss how to segue out of a full-time role in either selling or maybe it's another type of industry that you're working in and focus 100% on the CEO role, the seventh level, getting out of the daily grind of working a job and focus on working a business. Steve, we never apologize for being awesome on our show today. Why don't you share with the guests some of your successes here over the last couple of years? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I feel like we're we're on a good uh, a trend right now. So we've had some good success as of lately. Um, as you mentioned, I recently left a full time job with the fire department after 15 years. Uh, so about four months ago, I just parted ways with the fire department to continue to grow my business. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're on pace right now. Just pulling up the numbers, we got uh, 317 units, 112 million in volume um, year to date. So we're on pace to to break our our goal of 300, which is what we had set for the year. Um, we don't really focus on the volume as much as units. So uh, yep. really excited about that. I've got a great team with me and uh, yeah, just just excited about the, the future of 2020. Dude, that is awesome. Man. I know you do a lot of different things. You're in investing. Um, you've, I think, what else? You've done title in the past. I know you're looking at uh, developments, new construction. Yep. You're in all sorts of stuff. So first off, if I were a listener right now, I'd wonder how were you able to get to the point you are working a full-time job? Now, I know in the fire department, correct me if I'm wrong, usually you're like 24 hours on and then like two days off or something. Yeah, correct. We did two days on, four days off. So okay. uh, it's a similar schedule. Yeah, that's a great question. So I started in 2006, but I didn't really do anything until seven. 2007, I started and it was just like, the, like you know, getting some uh, spear clients that wanted to work with me. And it was really slow. Like if you saw my growth curve for 10 years, I was just, I've always just wanted to be a fireman. I got my fire science degree. That's all I really cared about. However, um, the natural byproduct of taking care of people and, and, and doing a good job for people was that my business started to grow. And I got to a point just a couple of years ago, um, 2016, where I was doing about 41 units on my own with the full-time job, the wife and four kids and trying to balance all of it. And it was just getting- How crazy. old are your kids? Uh, 13, well, tomorrow, 14, she'll be 14. Oh, wow. And then nine, eight and five. So- Oh, wow. Yeah, that's um, not easy. Good boys. So yeah, okay, I was trying so- to, you know, Flash forward till now, like four months ago, it's the summer, things are insane. Yeah. You're juggling all this stuff. You have four kids. You're working full time for the fire department and you love the fire department. You didn't leave because you didn't like the job. Yeah. Um, why don't you, how did you go through that? And I guess we could go further back, but before getting back to the pain points of working two jobs at the same time, how did you navigate the choice of leaving? And I think this is one of the biggest challenges for agents that are still working a job of servicing buyers and sellers. Um, and I've been told a lot of times in the real estate world, there's an actual physical response or endorphins that you receive every time you put a new deal together. And some mm-hmm. agents are just simply addicted to that exchange. Like, oh, I got a new listing or I just executed a contract. But you were working in the fire department, which I bet there's the same type of endorphins. There's a drug, right, of going on a call and helping people. 
Yeah, I don't think I get the endorphins from the deals because I got it over there, right? So you did. Yeah. It was a different, a different thing. Yeah, it was it was a it was an interesting process to navigate. To answer the first question about how I, I you know navigated that. So before I uh, heard about you, I'd met a, a coach um, who's a John Maxwell leadership coach, also uh, runs a big team here at Keller Williams, and um, he and you know him, Reed Moore. He uh, he helped me, you know, kind of coach my way through this process. And he really said, "Hey, Steve, you have two choices. You can either be good at everything that you do, or decide when you want to be great at something. Mm. And it's time to make that decision." And uh, and that was a thing. And I really did. I felt conflicted. I I was good at real estate. I was good at the fire department, but I wasn't great at either. And I wanted to I wanted to be great, right? Or I wanted to feel like I was uh, giving everything I could. And I when I was at the firehouse, my real estate. Um, business was, was lacking. And when I was, when I was in real estate, you know, the firehouse wasn't getting my attention or I wasn't thinking about it. And I want to be all in. So I just right. had to make that commitment to be all Could in. Could you have survived financially just working one or the other with the yeah. income you were making off each? So they both, you could have been fine if one. you wanted to continue in the status quo, yeah, you could have survived sure. at either, but you couldn't have thrived doing Correct. both. And I think that's the biggest risk. And for those that listen today, we actually recorded a podcast earlier this morning uh, with Dan Beer out of San Diego. And one of the biggest challenges I think that you see agents um, struggle with is knowing when the right time is to jump. And when I say jump, like when do you go from servicing buyers to saying I'm done with it? And when do you go from servicing listings to say, hey, I'm going to turn those off to somebody else for a referral fee? It's scary because you worry if you do choose to do that, you're, you're going to end up not making as much money and not be able to continue living the same lifestyle. So I'm sure you felt that way with leaving the fire department. Like, hey, by leaving the fire department, let's say the number's 100 grand a year you're making from that. Would you be able to replace your income with your extra time you're going to put into real estate? Would you be able to increase it by 100 or will it increase by 500 or a million? Yeah, I, I think that was your idea, right? I mean, you're yeah, not going to leave just to be in the same place. You want to leave to be in a better place. Absolutely. And, and that was my thing is I knew that if I left and I've committed my energy into one place, I'd get exponential results. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, as you mentioned earlier, we're, we're doing some investing. So I knew at the end of the day, if I needed to, I could rely on the uh, income from investment properties to, to flow mm -hmm. the difference. So money wasn't really the determining factor. And that's probably why I stayed as long as I did is because it wasn't a money decision. It actually came down to the non-renewable resource of time that we have and saying yeah. like, I get one life to live with my wife and my kids. How much do I want to spend at work? Even though I love both careers, how much time do I want? Well, to spend? I could tell you guys, I, I met with Steve probably the first time we met in person was a couple months after you had left. And it was, a I could tell you were still conflicted. I'm sure okay. even right now you're conflicted because you know, it's kind of like the military. I mean, those were your guys and, and, and women that, you know, relied on each other and you guys went through training together. And I'm sure you saw a lot of horrific, horrific things together. Oh, yeah. And to leave that, it's like leaving your family. So I think that I'm sure that yeah. that has been a hard decision. Yeah. Big decision. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, you have to look at your growth your trajectory and, and what right. you want to get out of your life. And, and, and Reed said, you know, which one controls your time? And I knew that the real estate is, I could build my schedule around my real estate company. And I knew with the fire department, I would, I, amazing schedule. You can't beat that schedule. And but you've yeah, got it still. I missed a lot of Christmases and a lot of holidays yeah. and a lot of birthdays. And it was just time. So for me, it was just, I knew it was time. Um, just like when I knew it was time to stop servicing, you know, buyers, it was like, Hey, this yep. it just felt, it felt like it was the right time. So you just knew. So those listening, are you at a position in your business? And obviously we're coming towards the end of the year and the next decade around the corner. Are you at a position where, you know, you're probably trading too much time for money. The money shouldn't be there. Like the money isn't worth it. And I love Reed's point. Reed's a great leader, thought leader. I've been close friends with him for a very long time. I think I've known him like six years. Um, to talk about how you can be good at two things, but you only can be great at one. And I do agree with that sentiment. It, you know, go back to Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. 
You know, it's all about what is that one thing that you're doing? If you're trying to do too many things, what does he say about multitasking? Like doing too many things at once, just doing everything poorly. Absolutely. And so you can do both. And a lot of us have multiple roles that we play, but what do you want to become great at? And a lot of people think that you need to make that decision based on money. And what I would tell people is you should make it based on what brings you the most uh, satisfaction, the most happiness, the most fulfillment. So like my time, my podcast recordings, are probably two or three of my favorite hours of the week because they make me nothing monetarily up front. They don't, I don't make no money. These are being offered for free. If someone paid for this to listen, please send me a text. I'd like to know who's making money off you because it's not me, but it's, that's what it's all about, right? It's giving, a, giving out somebody else. And I know as running a team and you guys run an amazing team, it's about changing and impacting the lives, not only of the consumer that you serve, but also all those agents and staff members that are part of all of your different business ventures. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things that I, um, my big takeaway is so to back up. So I left four or five months ago, I took a, a leave of absence for six months prior to that. So in the last, you know, 11 months, we've added 20 agents to our team. That's how I knew that if I wow. left my time that I was going there and I put it here and I focused it on what was my number one thing, which was recruiting mm. that I could build a, I could build a business. So you didn't quit until you knew you created what I like to call clarity or yep. flow. And you could see that by quitting, you were going to give yourself that much more time and you knew what results you could gain from that time. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm super grateful to have that opportunity because most people don't. So to be able to take six yeah. months, figure it out, test it and go, Hey, this is working and then go. But you yeah. know, at the end of the day, if I wouldn't have had that six months, Jeff, I would have made the same, same decision because uh, I just knew in my heart that if I put all my energy sure. in one place that it, like I said, sure. well, this is a great point. So as a test, and I like to look for patterns, um, I'll first share this and then I'll tell you about the pattern that I see. So Clint Bartlett is my partner in my investment company. And you spent some time with him, Steve in Omaha. Uh, Clint was working a job for Conagra Foods, making over a hundred thousand a year, great benefits, probably similar to what you were getting at, at the fire department. And I was trying to encourage him to quit at a time where a lot of people are getting laid off in an economy that's not the best. I'm like, dude, quit and let's invest in houses. Well, to the average person that doesn't understand real estate, that's a scary venture, invest in houses. Absolutely. How can you make a, a living doing that? And so I said to him, okay, here's what we'll do. I've got the money, I'll fund our first 10 deals. Let's go invest in a couple houses every quarter. Our first year we did three deals, then six deals, then nine deals. And we got to a point, I think in our third year where we had like six under contract that were gonna make us over $200,000. And I said, time to quit your job. So he didn't quit, no. you know, with his eyes closed. He quit with the understanding like, dude, what would, that was nights and weekends. What would happen if he was full time? And yeah. now for anyone that doesn't know the story, we went from doing 10 deals to 50 deals. Now we're over a hundred transactions this year. We've acquired over 70 doors uh, worth $5 million. I mean, it's been insane and Clint yeah. gets the credit. I mean, he chose to quit a job that was comfortable. And so then I ask all those listening, what's the thing you're doing now where if you quit it, you could double, triple, quadruple your income, quadruple your satisfaction, your work-life balance and the satisfaction you get out of what you do. I don't know who, who can enjoy working a buyer. I still hear, oh, I like working with clients and looking at houses. Okay, cool. Yeah. But like for me, after working hundreds of deals, like that's the last thing I wanted to do, but it's scary. So don't just say all together cold turkey, you're going to quit buyers. Quit all buyers under 200,000 and refer them at a 50-50 split. There's agents that will pay you 50. I do my listing referrals at a 75-25 and I keep 75. Agents take them at a 20, they keep 25%, I keep 75. Now, obviously, I pony, it's all ponied up, teed up, whatever, ready Absolutely. to go. But I mean, there's a lot of different ways to structure. So it doesn't have to be a huge risk, just like what you did with having that six month leave of absence. Yeah. And I think if you're not unsure, you can just buckle down and you can do the same thing, right? I mean, you can put in just maximum amount of energy and work into your business to get clarity if you don't have some other way to get clarity. I mean, one of the pieces for me that was clarifying is kind of like Clint's. 
you know, in my six months gone, we started doing the property acquisition piece and we picked mm-hmm. up four houses and the spread on those four houses was on average 80 grand a house. So I was, I'm sitting there looking at it going, okay, 80 grand a house on four houses. If I did this at scale, we have a lot of opportunity. Um, That's a lot so, of spread. Is that, oh, is that how it is on every deal in Boise? Everyone no. listening, you want to start <laughs> deploying your entire marketing budget into Boise. Yeah. Yeah. Boise, oh, Idaho. It, it, it might be a little bit of an easier market than some. So, okay. but that's uh, awesome. Hey, real quick, I got to pause you. For anyone watching, we do make these available. You get to see Steve's beautiful face and mine, of course, um, on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. You can find that on EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Um, you can go to the podcast section and it shows you all the different places you can listen to us. We're also on Stitcher. Uh, we're on iTunes. And of course, we always go out and ask you guys to rank us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Give a shout out to Steve. But Steve, I'm looking at your screen and I see all these pictures in the background. <laughs> this might be somewhat self-promoting, but why don't you tell our listeners what we're looking at behind you if they're not watching this? Right yeah. Now. So I don't know when you started the podcast, but I, I found it pretty early on. Four I, years ago. We okay. have 110 episodes, I think. Okay. Then I wasn't that early because about, about two and a half years ago, two years ago is when I got to the point where I started listening to you guys and went this, I like this guy. I want to, I want to do what he's doing. And so I reached out to you and I said, Hey, I want, and it wasn't you, but I believe it was Andy that I got in touch with. And, um, I said, Hey, send me some pictures of your guys' office. Cause it sounds like it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I put that up into a, a cork board, essentially, or, you know, printed it out and put a vision, uh, of our future office space on the wall. So we're not there yet, but I do that's have awesome. a letter of intent in on a space, but yeah, that's a picture of your exact office with your floor plan and everything. That's awesome. And we do make that available. All of our clients get access to that. Um, I don't want to get a bunch of people sending me messages now. Asking right, me yeah, yeah. Reach out drive. to Steve if you would like, yeah, exactly. It's on the drive. Yeah, on the but drive. I do want to make mention, Steve just came out and attended our team building workshop, which the second day we're now offering an investment workshop. If you're interested in staying a second day, um, our next workshops, the last week in January. And then we have another one in March of 2020 to find out more information about the workshops to learn more about those go out to elite real estate systems.com and just click on workshop but steve why don't you give us a quick plug what was your experience at the workshop did it live up to all the hype and uh did it live up to all the content that we process here on the team building podcast oh yeah for sure i, I especially yeah that, that day two was pretty awesome as i mentioned i've listened to everything you guys have done and so i felt like it was just hearing it again was really good and hearing it in person on day one on on the team building uh, the team building day but on the investment day, day two of the seminar was awesome. Just to, to kind of, you guys opened up the books, you opened up everything on exactly how you are generating all these off-market properties, how you're doing your investments. So that piece yep. for me was the reason that I came out. The bonus yep. was day one. Um, so and so- if, you guys, if you guys haven't already listened to the podcast, go back just like six or seven episodes. Um, Clint Bartlett, my business partner, and I created a 32-minute podcast. That's essentially a download of the last four years of what we've learned. And these were our show notes we created before that podcast. And so we essentially take you through the why, which is the burst strategy, the what, which is our deal analysis, how we determine what we're going to do with each deal. Our team, which is our who, our acquisition managers, disposition managers, property managers, wholesale manager, marketing director, ops, which is the CEO, finding all the different marketing vehicles that we use, and then funding and how strategically we fund each acquisition. For anyone selling right now that thinks selling is going to be your future, you are dead wrong. The commissions you're earning today will not be the same a couple years down the road, maybe even sooner. We have to find other vehicles which allow us to create residual income. A team can do that. Um, Ownership and other ancillary businesses that run parallel to real estate like title, insurance, mortgage. But investing, I think, is the number one piece. And I think when we look back 20, 
15 to 10 years from now and say, what do I wish I had done? I think all people in residential real estate are going to say, I should have bought more houses. I should have bought more multifamilies. I should have invested more in commercial space. I really don't think that that can be a bad investment because if you look over the time, you know, over the last hundred years, that's where it's, that's where it's at. I think they say 25%. I just heard this recently. Um, 25% of the country's wealth is in the equity of their homes. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I think Gary Keller says that most of the money made is, uh, from businesses, you know, most of the millionaires and billionaires in this world, they made their money on businesses or real estate. And most of the real estate was businesses. So those Hmm. are the two ways to make money. So I love it. Well, Hey, how does someone get in touch with you, Steve? We got through some awesome stuff, you know, limitation, limiting beliefs and people having trouble when they're kind of on that fence, knowing what plunge to take. And I think this comes at a great time with the fourth quarter being here and Christmas and new year's and all the excuses people make to not be doing the things that they should be doing. Um, you've got new year's resolutions and people wanting to change their lives. We got 2020 coming around the corner, super exciting times. I think 2020 is going to be a great year for us. Uh, what would be some of your, I guess, ending thoughts? And then how can somebody thank you um, by giving you a referral and or reaching out and simply giving you a shout out? How do we get in touch with you? Yeah, real quick, ending thoughts. Uh, one thing I was going to say on that on the day two of that seminar was that you guys really put out a ton of content, but you opened up your entire Google Drive and showed everything you do. And, and I don't know what you charged for that event. I don't remember, but it wasn't. What I know is the value I got out of it was uh, – was way more than whatever I paid it's for a, it. It's a thousand bucks and then day okay. two's half off. So if you yeah. come out to the investment workshop for a thousand, team building's 500. If you come to the team building for a thousand, then the investment's 500. So whatever brings you there, you pay full price and then you get day two for half off. Yeah. And so I'd say, you know, for some people that might sound expensive. Um, I thought it was pretty inexpensive for the we. Content. It's a break even for us too, just so everyone okay. knows, like the time we put in and you can tell them we had over 20 direct reports there. We buy you super nice dinners. We have coffee, we have That's chocolates. True we breakfast like we, we don't make money yeah you yeah. guys took good care of us but the bigger the bigger piece was just the value we extracted is i don't have i can rip off and my business model is rip off and duplicate those people who are doing uh things at a much higher level than me and so for me to be able to rip off and duplicate the things you guys are doing to implement them here you know our business model is super priceless uh awesome. for us so we, we appreciate i appreciate that, that. So all right yeah, so how does yeah. someone get in touch with you yeah reach out to me uh i'm not big on social but you can hit me up on on you know any of the social platforms um, our, our company out here is Full Sail Real Estate. So you can look us up that way or uh, Steve at FullSailBoise.com. So it's and F-U- that's full, like F U L L S A L E, not whole. S A I L, like the boat, Full Sail. Oh, full full sail. sail, like yeah. the sailboat, S A I L. Yeah, Boise.com. So yeah, reach out that way or um, yeah, you can find me online anywhere pretty much and, and uh, let's connect. And yeah, we're glad we'd take some referrals. We got a lot of people moving in the Boise area. So we'd love to be able to help service some of your clients out this way. So. Cool. Great interview today, Steve. We'll definitely try to get you back on and can appreciate more all of your shameless plugs. Yeah, that's right. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right, man. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Hold on. Thanks, man.